The Hillbilly Wreckers podcast is sponsored by Chicago Pizza Authority on Summit Street in Elgin. Take advantage of the school night special, a 16-inch one-topping thin crust pizza plus a two-liter of soda of your choice for just $18.99. Carry out and delivery only. The Hillbilly Wreckers podcast is also sponsored by Pow Entertainment's favorite attorney, the law office of Christopher Hoff. For your family law issues such as divorce, child custody and visitation, support and adoption, contact Chris at 815-355-8194 or through his website, hofflegal.com. A special thank you to Fonzie and the Dago Tees for use of their song, King of the Hill, as the Hillbilly Records theme song. back everyone to the hillbilly records podcast and justin what a week we have had and uh you know we had a good time over the weekend didn't we oh we sure did we had some microphones going maybe a little camera work but hey uh you know we had a great time at the uh powell barbecue we had a moon bounce going on we had some tents up there uh meat hooks smoking meat all day and uh it was a great Great environment on Saturday. Yeah, even though it rained a little bit, but that didn't really seem to damper the spirits of anyone. Everyone was uh, having a good old time. Definitely staying fed. Oh, well fed. Well fed. Some pork belly still going. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I tell you what, uh, we have definitely got uh, two guests with us here tonight that uh, has the voice of entertainment. These two gentlemen has called matches that have gone down to be instant classics. Mm-hmm. And uh, all I can say is there's no better commentary team than what we have. Right. The one and only Ross James and the captain himself, Austin Spicoli. Hey, <laughs> hey welcome back, guys. Good to welcome see you, partner. Thank, thank you guys for having us. Oh, no. Yeah, this Goodness. is going to be great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, we have definitely been busy the past, uh, you know, several months. You know, you got a work show, Summer Explosion, our big Fox Lake shows. You guys have really been ha- having your work cut out for you guys. Yeah, we've been running. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Very. Always keeping busy. Always keeping busy. And the, and the shows, the shows have been solid. The crowds have been happy. Uh, can't ask for much more than that. No, absolutely. Now, uh, tell us, guys, how did you guys become a team how did you know rj and captain spicoli get together behind the mic how was that brought into uh power? one day they told me austin's gonna be on the mic with you and i said oh, okay <laughs> okay yeah i i mean se- several years back we just i started doing broadcast transitioning more out of uh doing less in-ring stuff and doing a lot more stuff at the broadcast booth and as i became a regular i had a lot of great people to learn from, including yourself, including Thank Bob. You. But getting to gel with different people over the years is what helped me become as, as good as I can be for, for the show's sake. And I think we just have always gelled even from day one, I think. Yeah, we, we, we enjoy working together. We play off each other very well. We both enjoy the matches. And I think we bring that joy into what we're calling. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yes. Now, RJ, how long now have you been behind the mic for Power Entertainment? Uh, 21 years ago, I got hit with the Bell's Palsy, and for 20 years, I've been doing DCW Power Entertainment. Uh, you've had your share of co-commentators, Master J, Master J. Mr. Riccolo, and the names keep, keep going and keep going. Uh, some of the uh, matches that you have called and some of the shows that you've called, uh, which one sticks out? You know, I, I look at the, uh, the the last couple of years, and I really, really think uh, the last three years, I think, have been the most solid for, for the matches that I've, uh, that I've got in my memory. But we go back to the CCW days. You're looking at uh, Chris Cairo. You're looking at uh, GQ, Yanni uh, Greco. You're looking at... Uh, Mike Blade, Mike. we've we, we've we've had from uh, CCW champion number one, yeah, who's who's still there today, walking around in the background a little bit. Just uh, generations that I've seen come up from. Uh, we, we're looking at Justin James, Justin James coming yes. back from Mister Rick Paradise. Yeah, you look at Trevor Blanchard. You've got his sons. Uh, I don't know if he uh, if he admits to one of them, but but he, we, we've got two of his sons in the ring. And I was looking uh, going back to our uh, when we had our twentieth anniversary a week or a week ago of the first uh, first CCW show. I pulled out my uh, VHS tape and popped that in and uh, watched the first show. And uh, there are a lot of faces that were at that first show that I'm still seeing there today. And it, it's really great that CCW Powell Entertainment is really, really a family. Oh, it sure is. I mean, it's been a family since day one for me. I'm yeah. sure for you guys. And I've just seen it grow and grow, you know, with every show. It's It, it gets bigger. Production-wise, gets bigger. Your commentating team is getting bigger. You're, you know, everything is getting bigger in, in Powell. And it's good to have you guys, you know, behind the mic with it. Well, you never know what's going to happen with the mics, with the camera. You first do never show, know. The, the first really CCW <laughs> show, half the show, I'm talking into that microphone. You never heard a sound. <laughs> yeah. I had, had Master it's... Jay next to me, and he's answering me and talking to me. Nobody had a clue what I was saying. <laughs> we, we fixed that about the halfway mark. I think uh, around intermission, somebody realized there was nothing going through. Yeah, it, it's uh, we always have our fair share of something going on here and there. Lord, Lord um, knows I've forgotten to turn on a camera or two in my time. <laughs> yeah, or forgotten audio switch or a mute button. Yeah, it's, it's happened more times than I'm sure we care to admit. We all love the uh, hot mic uh, situation. <laughs> hot mic when it's not supposed to be hot. Cold mic when it's not supposed to be cold. Uh, we, we, we can edit out the hot mic. <laughs> Austin, calling to action and stuff like that, with you seeing new talent, newer talent and so forth, how much fun are you having with uh, our younger roster, roster that you haven't you know really seen? Uh, because some of your outlandish uh, sayings or your just your outbursts by themselves, I mean, says a lot by themselves, but going back to your commentary, how much fun are you having with this? Oh, yeah, it's an absolute blast. And to see not only the, like, the POW and CCW classics, like RJ has mentioned, sh mm. showing their faces around, seeing new generation come through and seeing the meshing of the two and that it can be a family despite 
differences in opinions of stylistic things and mm-hmm. bringing all do- different types of stuff to POW Entertainment. It, it makes it all the more exciting, and you never know what you're going to see. You never know what you're going to get for shows, and everything's been great, especially recent in recent history. We've been just turning it up and turning it up and being a part of that and contributing my voice to it has been an honor and a privilege. And yeah, and it, the initial question, is it fun? Oh yeah, it's been an absolute blast getting to go to exciting new places, getting to see exciting matchups. I, I, I couldn't have it any better, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> we do, uh, blah, we do, <laughs> we did have a question on Instagram. What, inspired or who inspired your style of uh, commentary well when i started i like i stated i got hit i hit with the bell's palsy and i had mm-hmm. lost the left side of my face uh it, my my initials are rj mm-hmm. uh at the time jim ross had just been hit with the bell's palsy so i'm sitting home and i'm watching wrestling i went to drink and I poured it all over myself, and just in a matter of seconds, I had lost everything. Wow. Yeah, I kind of remember and hearing that. And I'm doing this. Okay, I haven't had a stroke. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know exactly what this is because I'm watching the gentleman on TV right now. Mm-hmm. So I was approached by, uh, by Jimmy Blaze, asked me if I would be interested in working for CCW, doing the commentary. And I said, you know, if I, uh, if I can come in. And do a uh, my my little tribute to uh, to J.R. Jim Ross. I could be R.J. Ross James, and I uh, I attempted to uh, to emulate him a little bit, right. uh, quite quite a bit at the very beginning. <laughs> uh, but I, I bring a lot of stuff in uh, in as well from uh, Bobby Heenan, mm-hmm. Gorilla Monsoon, yes. uh, th- those. Uh, those are my classic wrestling <laughs> commentator team, and I think uh, we 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 play off of that very well. Uh, yeah, I would say so. I would say so. <laughs> well, yeah, so. RJ does have some classic one-liners. I, 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 I try to throw them out. I try to crack him up. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I've popped you a couple times when I was. I love it. Commentary with you. And... <laughs> you know, I, I grew up in Chicago. Uh, I grew up on Ray Rayner. I grew up on Bozo. Uh, I, I've had commentary all over my television from all over the place, and I learned Chicago comedy, and I, I love it. Oh yeah, it's great. I love hearing you guys. Uh, I love joining you guys too. On, on the commentary we, team. We like having it. Oh, yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. So, absolutely, man. Yeah, but, you know, you guys are great. We love having you. <laughs> so, awesome. Did you think at any time with the with the wrestling scene and all that that you would be doing, you know, you'd have a fixed spot on commentary? And not only, pal, you have uh, lent your voice out to other promotions sure. and so forth. Uh, like I said, you ever think? Did you ever think that you would be behind a mic calling commentary at wrestle oh. matches? Yeah, honestly, I I I never knew that that would be what I would find myself doing. Especially if you would have asked me when I was like fifteen and sixteen, uh-huh. just you know, starting to get into what what it was I loved about wrestling and what I was passionate about. And back back then, part of me wasn't even sure I ever wanted to pursue the world of wrestling. But yeah. I'm very glad I decided to, and I'm glad I could find. My, my my voice literally and so to speak in wrestling and that I could contribute anything to 
the sport that's taught me so much love and passion for who, just, who inspired you with wrestling you know, with I mean, wrestling, I, oh, so many, it's it's hard to like name names, but like with especially with commentators. Uh, I mean, of course, Jr. and Jerry Lawler is always a, a fantastic combination well, to watch, you, even going like back when you were younger. Sure. I mean, did you focus on the wrestlers or the comments? Yeah, back then I was more I was more into wrestlers. I think when I was uh, like when I was very young, initially it was like the Miz and Randy Orton were two okay. people that, yeah, for yeah, whatever yeah. reason, like. I, I was very into them and just their style and the, the way they went about. And if you look at a lot of my early matches, you can kind of see that to some right. extent. Yeah, it's very it's very prevalent in like the in work and in, in ring work I do. Um, that, that 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 was an early inspiration. <laughs> but and then just later, I found that I had a voice and working with different people on it and honing it to something where I could find a. a a more permanent seat right. at the table was, right. was an no, excellent thing. And you, it was like, it was, lo- was life changing for yeah, sure. Feel pretty comfortable behind the mic, right? Yeah. As, as comfortable <laughs> as can be. I mean, you're like a whole different kind of energy when you're behind that mic, you turn into something completely different. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's weird. You're like, you're on point with like all your calls, everything that is happening. You're, you're focused in on it. you, you make it your own, and that's what is great hearing, you know, because it's it's something different, and the energy that you guys bring out to it, like I said, is something different than any other promotion is out there. Because I I've heard other promotions, I hear their comment, it's just so like, oh, and he's giving them a pile drive. It's like so boring. You know, you know how it's to like, use your words. You know how to you, describe. You bring things. the energy yeah. out. You you, you, know, you pull it out of people. With his one-liners and your description of, you know, something that's going on, I mean, it, it's the perfect yeah. blend. Especially when RJ's like, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> Austin, Austin has a, a voice for the wrestling moves, the wrestling holds. He knows things in, in wrestling that... I had absolutely no knowledge of. Yeah. I think he is one of the finest commentators in the business. It today. feels like you, you, you see wow. the moves happen before it happens. And like your your mind is already calling the match three steps ahead than what your mouth. And, what your and mouth I think is. that comes from your time in the ring. You've got that mentality. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's like and na- remembering. The names of certain moves that yeah. I've only seen like once or twice, you know, and for you to pop off the names like that, I mean, like it's amazing. Good commentators, you know, that's what puts you as a voice on the Chicago scene, you know, absolutely. I, I'm so, very happy today when I can remember the name of the person I'm calling. <laughs> <laughs> as the hair has gone, so a lot of the brain cells. What was it? Uh, some you, uh, you guys fest. kept trying <laughs> to put me back on. And oh, I kept, yeah. Okay, guys, I we got eight matches. No, no, RJ, we got nine matches. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, wait, this is the main event. No, RJ, this no, is not RJ. the main event. RJ, this is the co-main event, RJ. Oh, you're right. And this has been a hell of a show. But it's not over yet, RJ. Not, not over yet, because we got two more matches, RJ. <laughs> I, yeah. I insisted that that one was over. I don't know. Something must have changed. I didn't get it on my card. I'm... 
<laughs> it was only the main event for uh, the Midwest title. <laughs> That's all. I mean, not a big match, right? No, no, no. You know, it, it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, fans, that is on our uh, on the commentary there. So you got a little uh, backstory on uh, some of the commentary at our Summer Explosion show. So we did leave it in there. I did, I did have a good little chuckle on that when I was uh, editing it and putting it together. <laughs> oh, man. What <sighs> was it like? What can I do with it? <laughs> uh, so many different uh, venues. Fox Lake, Briar House, which seems to be... Like a perfect perch for you guys to yeah. see the action. A, a true bird's eye view. A true <laughs> yeah. Fox Lake are yeah. home. Uh, Rumples wasn't too bad yet. You guys were yeah. up on the stage, mm-hmm. you know. But Rumples is Rumples. <laughs> yeah, my I say we get some very fine presentation for our broadcast boots mostly, and yeah. I don't think a lot of the independent scene is used to being so spoiled with so, stuff so nice going on around them and such fine camera work if i do say so and we have a great audio team as well and we we've been rather spoiled like like i said earlier like our production every show gets bigger and bigger in some little way you know and it it, it's nice to have i've seen so much growth yeah Yeah. production you know like when i first started with you guys it was just a table with a camera on it two mics yeah, that was it, you guys calling. It, we were like, yeah, you know, we did what we did. You did. And <laughs> there were times now, we were lucky to have that even. So you know, I hear you. Now with, you know, with Nick H, we have, you know, projection screens. We have, yeah. you know, the banners. full, like, banners. We have a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know about. But right. it's just getting bigger and bigger every show. But the logistics in Fox Lake alone is a whole different setup. Yeah. Now. It's, it's a like, whole different you think ordeal. Like, we took up a whole corner now for yeah, that, like this. but yet we didn't lose any Maybe fans space. out of it. Yeah, and it, no like, that's space. what's weird on it. It's like, okay, we figured out you look at the room differently. Room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, Absolutely. you know, like first time going there, it was black curtains. It wasn't the POW curtains. We didn't have the strobe lights or anything going on. It was, you know, what? a basic indie wrestling setup. That's but right. now, and actually, you know what, what pushed us to that point? was when Fox Lake sealed off that room. Yeah. Okay, and when they sealed off that room, it's like we had to think of something else because that was like our control room. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> and, you had that you know, that closet. The yeah, whole closet yeah. of our room. The, the sound and the video production and then that old, old school bingo machine. Yeah. Because <laughs> like now, right. now you have the commentary table with the screen behind, and then behind that screen, you have two tables with... You know, two individuals running the sound, running the yeah. lights, running the fog machine, and it's doing so all obvious. of it. Yeah. yeah, so obvious how things have improved. Oh, and it's it's great. It's yeah. phenomenal work from everybody. Everybody who's involved with Pow, hands all or you know, claps to you. <laughs> like you've yeah. done a fantastic job. Everybody throughout the all of Power, and, that, and so. that's why we've stayed. You know, one of the longest running promotions ever yeah. in Illinois. So I tell you what, with that being said, we're going to take a quick little break, get our sponsors in. When we come back, it's going to be uh, record time and his, uh, you know, so brush up on your skills there in regards of uh, possible wrestling knowledge and so forth. And uh, you know what, Ben? We will be right back. This is Kazile, and you're listening to Hillbilly Records. 
Fans, we know that sometimes life can throw some curveballs. If you're in need of family law advice, talk to POW Entertainment's favorite attorney, the law office of Christopher Hoff. Welcome back, wrestling fans, the Hillbilly Wreckers. We are going to do the uh, who went over in history uh, for wrestling today. So on this date in 1992, it was WCW, the Great American Bash Tour, day three um, at the UTC Arena in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Arn Anderson versus Larry Zabisco. Who went over? Mm. I remember the feud. <laughs> Zabisco was hot at that time. Yeah, I, I want to say it was Zabisco. Is that what you guys are going for? I'm going with Zabisco. Arn Anderson defeated Zabisco in that Ah, match. Yeah. All right. We're going to SMW in Brauberville, Kentucky at the Knox Center High. We got Jim Cornette and Jimmy Del Rey and Tom Pritchard versus Bob Scott and Steve Armstrong. Who went over? That had to be the Armstrongs. 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 Had to be the Armstrongs. Armstrongs went over. (laughs) (laughs) All right. They send Cornette off a scaffold at that place? Uh, they no, may have. I don't think they did any scaffold. I don't think the Armstrong did any <laughs> All right. We have WCW Nitro at the Charleston Civic Center in Charleston, West Virginia. Hardcore match. Johnny the Bull versus Terry Funk. Who went over? Oh. I already know. It, the bull. It, it better have been Terry it's Funk. Terry Funk, right? Johnny the Bull went Johnny over. What? Johnny the Bull went over. This was in 2000. Uh, oh, just no like, wonder. The Bull <laughs> no wonder. No, 2000 Nitro. Let's try to throw you off a little bit by not Is that Tim Hurt? No. No, that's what you definitely have a dumpster fire there. <laughs> there you go. Who went over? <laughs> Oh, all right. All right, guys. We're going to do Wreckers three rapid questions. Quick. Three three rapid questions, all right? No thinking. First thing that comes to mind, what we got, all right? What is your favorite breakfast item? Favorite breakfast item? That's got to be donuts. French toast. Right. We got donuts and French toast. What is your favorite go-to spot for fast food after a wrestling show? Always McDo's. Almost always McDo's. It's almost always McDonald's. There's a lot of places that end up being, but McDonald's is the most common for sure. Pizza. I've got uh, you got Little Caesars right outside my door. <laughs> Pizza, all right. All right, and who was your favorite wrestling idol growing up? Growing up had to be Orton. Both ends of the spectrum, Flair and Hogan. Flair and yeah, Hogan. there you all go. Right. All right. Well, uh, that's the uh, rapid wrecking three questions there for you. <laughs> Now that we got that little segment out of the way and so forth with the knowledge and a little bit of history and so forth, today's roster, Kazile, Mason Perks, Tommy McCobb, Chucks Deluxe, and all that. What do you think of our upcoming roster our day? They are some solid, solid students coming up through uh, through through the Powell Training Center. We're pulling in talents from outside. Ever since the SCW invasion, we had to reinforce our roster, and and I really think uh, we we've done a hell of a job. <laughs> We're seeing uh, some very very talented individuals right now. Right. Uh, you you you've got some guys. Uh, Axel Braille, he's fantastic in the ring. Then you go to the opposite end of the spectrum. You've got the mass marauder. You've got people just 
waving flag, irritating crowds. They 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 joined up with the uh, the bad hombre cartel. You've got Sandra D turning on the revolution. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So some amazing storylines that we've been able to pull in this, uh, a lot of the new roster into. Tommy McCobb, a monster individual, uh, got involved with Kazile. Kazile, fairly new in the ring, but he is a a ring general. Uh, When he gets in there, it takes control and uh, turned Tommy McCobb around. That's right. Well, actually, you know, as you know, Kazile was under the tutelage of Tyler Sullivan, you know, so, I mean, it kind of, yeah. you know, full circle. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, so forth. Austin, if star on the roster that comes out to the ring and you feel, you know what, this is going to be an exciting match to call. This is going to be a great oh, match to call. I mean, there's, there's so many to choose from on our roster. We're very privileged to have such a large roster, but you got someone like the Midwest champion, Mason Perks, have, and I mean, you, we talked about it earlier at Brower House. Uh-huh. Him and Kazile tore the house down. Think what you will about a Kazile or think what you will about a Mason mm-hmm. Perks, but both of them put their entire life, body, and blood and soul into that. And, <laughs> yes. and they almost tore themselves in the Brower House apart in the process, I might add. Yeah. So yeah. you got stuff like that. And I mean, we have an exciting and excellent tag team division as well always ever expanding with teams like IPA and BMI. And yes, there's, I could talk all day about all the exciting. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of technical wrestlers in, in power right now. Uh, there's it, always going to be people we haven't touched on. Too, style RJ, changes back and credits. forth from match to match. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that is true. I mean, we are seeing some newer tag teams like Heroes of Our Time. You know, yeah. uh, Sean Priest, Acid Jazz, with this new faction of you know, Chris Hedford and, you know, the reckoning. Speaking about that, I mean, did you guys ever think Not a clue. that it would be him considering how he was always around when those videos came up, how he was always around when that other masked man came in yeah. at Fox Lake? Yeah. I mean, it was like, yeah. this was definitely out of left. Very out, out, out of, of left ballpark. field. And hindsight mm-hmm. is twenty twenty, but... And even even looking at it now, you still try and imagine how did this work out? How did this come to be? Chris Hedford was on the outs. Chris Hedford worked his way back in a little by little, and, and then Chris Hedford uh, came in and just pretty much take, took over as the head of the reckoning here. Mm-hmm. Now they own the keys of the kingdom. That's a uh, a year's worth of opportunity right there. Uh, oh, yeah. and, and he could pass that around to any of the members as he wants to. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a crazy next year with those those keys in hand with the, to them. So, uh, granted, he's my kid. I'm not saying anything. He's a grown. He's a grown ass man. <laughs> but I'm st- I'm staying out of it. I just hope that he realizes when you start pushing that envelope, certain things are going to get pushed back. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, well, only time to tell, you know, Logan Steele, the word is out that he used to be with Powell Entertainment mm-hmm. about like eight, seven, eight years, ago, eight years ago, you know, and actually Powell historians, if you know your Powell history, that it was Logan uh, and GQ at the time were a tag team. Uh, it, it's interesting. Uh, Acid Jazz, Chicago legend, uh, Tyler Sullivan, 
you just could only imagine what's going to go on, you know, with him being on the roster mm-hmm. and Sean Priest. So Chris has definitely surrounded himself with talent that need to yeah. be reckoned with. And he's also no surrounded himself with talent that he better never turn his back on. Uh, yes, <laughs> that, that is true. That can be the downside on it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if he if he's going to be in control, he needs to maintain strict control because these guys will uh, stick a knife in you and try and take over as quickly as they want to because a lot of them have been there oh, at, yeah. at, at the top and, oh, and yeah. have no issues with being up there again. I know this... This group is going to be a very dominating group for this next year. So I I can't wait for the next surprise to see what's going on. So No. Austin, I know you actually wrestled sporadic here and there and all that. Do you ever feel like you want to get back into the ring? Or are you kind of like, eh, you know, everybody's beating each other up pretty good there, you know? <laughs> Honestly, it would depend on the day that you ask ask me, but mostly I'm just trying to stay out there at the table and trying to hone my craft as best I can. Um, I mean, I love broadcasting. I love lending my voice to the show, and uh, I'm more than happy to be where I'm at with things with that and um, to just get to just keep improving on that each show. But yeah, it, the, the itch to get back in the ring every once in a while, I mean, absolutely still exists with anyone who's ever stepped between the ropes. I mean... You know, we'll catch you in a battle royal or so every now yeah. and then. So. <laughs> well, you know, we do have some uh, upcoming shows uh, starting uh, around the corner. It seems like August is going to be very busy yeah, for busy us. Yeah. You know, uh, August 5th, Fox Lake. August 11th, Lakemore, uh, 19th. We'll be now, in uh, Winthrop Harbor. First time. Yeah. You know, so that's going to definitely be something. And actually, speaking about first time, on that Winthrop Harbor show, Silas Young versus GQ. Yeah, you know, that, that's going to be big. That is definitely a match that will uh, bring the house down no matter where they're at. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so. Those two names going at it, why wouldn't it? Yeah, right? Uh, it seems like uh, Terry Allen is going to have a rematch with uh, Koa Laxamana because definitely you've seen over there at, at Summer Explosion. Uh-huh. Fell a little short, something was a little fishy there, but... You know, Not, and, nothing was settled in that match. Uh, you did happen to mention in commentary, it seemed like the match was working against Koa from the beginning. And not in, not on purpose, but inadvertently. Right. Uh, his, his, his manager, she was out there trying to help, trying to, to insinuate herself, trying to work, uh, work the referee a little bit. It seemed like every time she got involved, though, it was in a spot where Koa might have been able to take an advantage, and the advantage got taken away from him. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, we have uh, Kazayo uh, taking on Trog for a match. I don't know. I mean, Trog has never been around a fork, so I don't know what he's going to expect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, Kazayo versus Trog right here. Fans, go to uh, the PAL Facebook page. You can definitely find out what's going on. We're also back in uh, Lakemore Beach Bash. All right. And, uh, Always right look now, forward to the Beach Bash there in Lakemore. Yeah, it. actually, I it's it. a great show, you know, every year. You know, um, yeah, we've had a lot of fun with that. Oh, That's yeah. That's right. Yeah. Already signed for that. Uh, this should be a definite, definitely interesting match. Uh, the Impact Bully himself, uh, Paulie Tomaselli, 
uh, versus Jason Dukes. You could kind of like call this a rematch in yeah. a way because yeah. Jason Dukes made his return in Fox Lake against Pauly Thompson. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and, and they have a lot of history going back, I believe. Yes, they do. Uh, both of them have definitely been around for quite some time. <laughs> now, Axel Abreu taking on Kazile. Axel Abreu, as we know, that he is trying to make you know the name for himself. He gives 110% every time he's into that ring, uh, taking on the chaos of Kazile. Yeah, good luck to him. Let's uh, say. <laughs> Anytime you get in the ring with Kazile, you have no idea what to expect. The only thing you can look forward to is that chances are blood no, will not be what spilled. to expect, but the unexpected. <laughs> That's for sure. And then now, this is definitely interesting. And Bad Ombre Cartel did talk, uh, catch, uh, talk about this a little bit. Xavier DeFaust taking on. The very uh, you know popular and uh, unpredictable Chucks Deluxe. <laughs> well, it's not far for Chucks. He's got his mobile home probably right there in the parking lot. There but, you are. I mean, <laughs> but, uh, now, now, now that's the name, real quick. Uh, 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 one of our newer guys on the roster. What do you think of this guy? He, I mean, his he's bringing it to the ring. His promos are on the money. <laughs> Without a doubt, without a doubt, a fresh and exciting new face. Very happy to have him around. And he came in, struggled for the win, struggled for the win, and and when he got the win, the crowd loved him. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. Uh, His uh, little three-match session with uh, Style and Shane Eaton, a longtime CCW and PAL regular. Yes. And then, unfortunately... According to the Bad Outbreak Cartel, that Chucks was just in the wrong place at the wrong time when he got beat up at the Pow You Better Work show. Which, Ramon, which I hope you're listening, you're still on suspension five months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that definitely works uh, in, the, in the favor that uh, Ramon will not be out there to interfere, but you still got to keep your eye on uh, Sinister Sandra D. Uh, yeah, or and, even... And that... Uh, that flag waving Cuban. Oh, Mass Marauder. Uh huh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Mass Marauder. He's a character all of his own. So. That is one way to put it. That is one way to put it. If I can put this out there, if anybody has an opportunity to look at a Warner Brothers cartoon, pull up Warner Brothers: The Masked Marauder. You'll you'll enjoy it, and I think you can really want to humiliate the Masked Marauder out there. It'll be great. Actually, you know, Mass Marauder, I, I will give him credit. He tried to hold his own last week on, you know, with the bad outbreak cartel, even though he fell two beers and half with the tequila shot short. <laughs> so I hope that he made it home. I don't know, Rucker. Did you see when he left? I mean, I no. I, I didn't. I no. don't know. I have no idea. I think Ramon <laughs> and DeFaust may have a uh, little more experience in that detail. Yeah, absolutely. And then also... Here, it seems like Logan Steele will be in action again with Chris Hedford as he takes on IPA's own, PAL's own resident Irishman, Meat Hooks O'Bannon. Powerhouse versus powerhouse. What do you think? If, uh, if Meat Hooks has his brother out there, I feel real, real good about this. That uh, some, he's got somebody out there watching his back because otherwise he could be fighting a three-on-one battle again. Yeah, absolutely. And we have yet to see how he is going to face Logan Steele. They're going to face off against Dazzle and Donnie because that's coming up you know, on the 15th. 
Yeah, that's and right around the corner. Absolutely. Donnie made it personal, uh, according to uh, Chris Hedford, that, again, wrong place, wrong time type scenario. We'll just see how <laughs> pretty much all that turns out. One last one, which this is a new one. And uh, actually, this is uh, this show here, I think, is going to be a pretty interesting show. We were talking about it earlier where Silas Young versus GQ is the main event. Uh, first time in Winthrop Harbor. Something else already signed, it looks like. Moondog Murray, pal fan favorite, taking on, how can you say that word? Flamboyant. 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 <laughs> Joey Mayberry. And we got a good look at him, you know, at the uh, Pals You Better Work show when he right. faced Meadows O'Bannon. Oh, yeah, that was a great match. They did the whole, uh, that little King of the Hill, uh, where's my, like, that's not my purse thing. That was, that was pretty good. I loved it. So, but no, they, uh, Joey Mayberry, Mayberry could put on a, a fantastic he, match. He, he can work in that ring. He no, definitely no doubt can. about that. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I, I seen, the first time I seen him was at uh, CSW, you know, Steve uh-huh. Oz and the boys. Uh, very interesting uh, character. And you guys are right. Uh, the guy could work. He know, You know, he's very well aware of his ring presence. And, uh, you know, he could get the job done, especially, you know, against uh, Mito Soban. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, Ah, and it looks like, uh, again, you know, Chris Hedford is going to have one of his guys out and about. Acid Jazz, again, Chuck's Deluxe, facing off uh, against someone with multiple years ahead of him. So we'll definitely Mm -hmm. see what happens there. That's definitely uh, someone that's like four foot against someone that's like (laughs) six and a half. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, that's going to be a definite interesting matchup. Yeah, Acid Jazz and Sean Priest. Did you ever see those two gelling together? Uh, the, the the way they came together. Yeah, I was, that was really weird. Uh, and I wonder how uh, how much of that was already being orchestrated by Chris Hedford. Oh, you, <laughs> probably months in the making for him. You know, like when he was on the podcast, he did make mention that uh, he had things in motion, pretty much. Once his contract was up, you know, and he was still upset with the fact that Jimmy Blaze uh, did not take the time to renew his contract. Like he says, this is all beknownst to me, and uh, evidently, you know, Chris observes what's going on around him, or he would have never made them videos. Oh, no. You know, everybody knows my history. I'm the video guy for Power Entertainment. Just, uh, no, something totally on his own. No, because I, I saw your face every time one of those videos broke in, and uh, it's like, what you had no on? idea how to get control. <laughs> you're losing your mind. Like, you're setting up, like, <laughs> these things aren't supposed to happen. Yeah. Our, our whole broadcast p- panel would always be all but panicked all but panicked well, really every time you one didn't of those know came what, through. when the broadcast was going to end and when something in the building was going to begin oh yeah absolutely <laughs> there uh one thing that's been on my mind though is uh there was a show you had to do a do mc work for how was uh your feeling on doing hosting the show oh on 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 hosting the show or? yeah on hosting the show and you know, got to have the, the mic in your hand all night. And- Every experience, you, you would think it all feels like the same thing. You know, broadcasting is just broadcasting. But honestly, every 
scenario and every time a microphone in your hand and is in your hand and there's a different context for it is completely different and is a whole new learning curve. And not everything is as natural to me as sitting behind the camera. It's it's mm-hmm. a little it's a little different having the camera, let alone the show, pointed at you. But it's the fun and exciting. Um, it's fun and exciting to do, definitely. But yeah, it's definitely a very different experience. No two ways about it. Like I said, every every type of broadcasting is is very different and takes mm-hmm. a very different part of your brain to use and a different part of the character yeah, you of your being to you just gotta, you gotta pull something different out of you exactly because so like, i did that too and it was like a little nerve-wracking at first you know like all right you're, i gotta you're, you're more gotta find of yourself my, yeah ra- rather than who you want to be in in power entertainment <laughs> right yeah so i mean their job at that moment is to read the card and you know yeah. bring that energy to the crowd a little bit. Yeah, you know? it's, it's exactly. It's bringing a live. It's bringing an energy over a loudspeaker versus versus being more analytical and bringing an energy to that. Yeah. It, it's two very different things you pull out of you. Is a great way to put yeah. it. Absolutely, because a bad MC can ruin the whole like a great show. Yeah, you know, like you're center stage at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're you're the ringmaster. <laughs> so yeah, no pun intended. Yeah, right. <laughs> but no, like I enjoyed you as MC that night. I I hope you get into it. Find that new Austin Piccoli energy. And- yeah, thank thank you guys all so much for such high praise. That means it means the world to me. <laughs> oh man, you you deserve it. You're amazing on the mic. You're yeah, you know you amazing on the commentary team. You're. An amazing all-around guy. You know, yeah, I've told really Jimmy Blaze, I don't know how many more uh, many more shows I have in me. This old man is is getting tired. <laughs> and I said, if anybody's going to be taking over as the voice of Powell Entertainment, it has to be Austin Spicoli. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, RJ. That be, thank you so much, man. It's, it's no, been... no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I tell you what, we're kind of getting ourselves... To our point here, uh, RJ, now Austin, do you guys have any social media out there that you guys want to talk about? Push yourself, you know, let fans know where they could find uh, the voice of Spicoli and the knowledge of uh, Mr. Ross here. Well, I've got a, uh, I, I've done one show outside of CCW Pow Entertainment. That was for uh, Eric Freedom with UWE. And I've got one show coming up uh at the end of July that I'm going to be doing uh, for WAW America uh, in Tinley Park, A Night to Remember. Uh, right. If anybody has an opportunity to uh, to go online, there's all kinds of stuff out there for that right now. Uh, please feel free to uh, purchase some tickets. I think it's going to be a fun show. I know that uh, you could probably expect to see a number of the PAL roster out, out there. Yes, for, uh, for UWE, you're going to see me as well. There you Absolutely. Go. I, I'm happy to be a mainstay over there for Cadillac Michigan's UWE. Absolutely. My, um, <laughs> you can find our stuff on the PAL Entertainment website and on the PAL Entertainment Facebook page. If anybody's mm-hmm. looking for me, you can find me at Lowe's on Army Trail Road in <laughs> Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. to 2 p.m. There you go for all your Lowe's yes. needs. Yes, all of our very up-to-date social media things. If anybody <laughs> from Lowe's is <laughs> sponsorships are available for Powell Entertainment. <laughs> and Google And Google Records Podcast. <laughs> Thank nice. you very much. All right. Well, on that note, uh, next week we're going to have uh, Meat Hooks O'Bannon on the show. 
Uh, we would like to thank our sponsors, Chicago Pizza Authority and Elgin. Powell Entertainment's favorite attorney, the law office of Christopher Hoff. Hoff, 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 Hoff. And Fonzie and the Dago Tees for King of the Hill being our theme song for Hillbilly Records. Uh, thanks to the listeners. We appreciate you guys. Keep you know liking, sharing, yeah, tell you know, following. Spread yeah, <laughs> spread the word. Hillbilly Records. So That's it. And again, RJ, Austin, thank you very much. And, uh, thank uh, you for having us. Yes, thank you great. so much. Uh, continue the great work. RJ, thank you for everything that you're doing. Austin, the same thing. And uh, fans, don't forget, August 11th, August 19th, August 5th, we got all kinds of shows. July 15th, T-Woods, that's going to be definitely action-packed where it is the big rematch with Kazal and Mason Perks for that Midwest title. So there it is, fans. Check the Facebook page and everything else. You definitely don't want to miss what we've got going on, and that's why we are the hottest ticket in town. And until next time, fans, we will talk to you later.